You're listening to a Cripple and Co. production. Hey there, friends. It's your disabled... Well, well, let's try that out again. Hey there, friends. It's your favorite disabled person on the internet. Hello, it's Andrew Grizzly here, very quickly popping in to say that on top of this amazing podcast that you listen to every other week, I want to let you know of a new little side hustle that I have created for myself, and I wanted to invite you to partake in if you so choose. One of the things that I do for my family every year on their birthdays is I sing them a Marilyn Monroe-type happy birthday song. kind of goes like this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Okay, you get the idea. So it's like that. And I, I decided to do it for sale, and I wanted to send you... All a sexy, breathy, Marilyn Monroe-esque birthday message, or any kind of message that you want, whether it be inspirational, whether it be motivational, whether it be a funny message for me. So I would love to invite you, if you wanted to get a unique, fun gift for yourself or for someone else, you can pop over to paypal.com, sorry, paypal.me, paypal.me, slash Andrew Gerza, and give me ten bucks. And I'll send you a hilarious message gift for your friends, for yourself, for whoever you like. And if you want me to do it in a breathy Marilyn Monroe voice, I will do that for you. But I just thought I would throw this out on the podcast and offer that to you. So send me an email at andrewandandrewgerza.com and let me know if you want it, what kind of message you want. And I will make that for you right here in my home studio from your favorite disabled person, me, Andrew Gerza. Thanks, friends. Get yours today. Bye. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. Before we start the show, I wanted to let you know about another disability podcast that I think you'll love. The disability community is not a monolith. Within the community, there's people of different views, beliefs, and identities. And each individual person with a disability has a story to tell. And that's why we're here. Our podcast, You First by Disability Rights Florida, features firsthand interviews with disabled guests, scholars, and advocates covering a wide variety of disability-related issues. We have episodes on voting access, mental health, ableism in academia, disability and reproductive justice, disabled art, accessible video gaming, and much more. Our goal? To have you take away a new perspective on disability and bring awareness and insight to the world around you. You can listen to our latest episodes wherever you're listening now or visit us at disabilityrightsflorida.org forward slash podcast to learn more and find transcripts of all of our episodes. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Clonawilly.com. Clonawilly and Clonopussy are do-it-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. All materials are ethically sourced and 100% body safe. If you shop at clonawilly.com right now and use the promo code DARKPOD at checkout, you can get 20% off site-wide. Wow! That's a deal that cannot be cloned. I talked to one of the representatives the other day, and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have about how to make your own clone willy or clone pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willy or cloning a pussy with you. And they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own clone willy or clone a pussy kit right now, head over to cloneawilly.com and use promo code DARKPOD. That's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout right now. And remember... This is a deal that cannot be cloned.
Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Well, hello, hello, friends, and thank you so much for coming to this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I am your deliciously disabled host, Andrew Gerza. Let us get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get today started, shall we? I just spent the last 20 minutes trying to get the, trying to get my amp to work so that it sounded good, and I, I literally been talking to the computer and saying, well, hello there, for about 25 minutes, I'm really glad that the recording is actually working, really, really happy that it's actually doing what it's supposed to do, because I'm, because I, th- this episode is a really good one, and I'm so glad that I can actually record, thank you technology for actually working. Um, I just got back from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada last week. I got to re- to present as the keynote speaker at the first Sixpo conference, which is a conference put on by some wonderful folks in Vancouver, all about sexuality and disability. And I got to speak about my experience being queer and disabled at, at the conference and share that with them. There were some really cool people there. I also got to show off the bumpin' joystick for the very first time. I got to bring my prototype there and talk about it with a bunch of folks and show it off a little bit. That was really cool. Um, and it was really, really fun to fly there and be asked to be the keynote. Um, and I'm happy to report that I had a really great time and my chair was not damaged too much in the flight, which is better than most times, I gotta say. So, I just love giving talks like that, and if ever you're looking for a speaker, or if your organization is looking for someone to speak, I would love to come out there and do that for you, if that's something you're looking for, or do it over Zoom or whatever it is. So, um, enough of my rambling, and let's get on with the show. On the show today, I'm so excited to bring you my recent interview with my brand new Coolest Best BFF my friend Martha Haythorn, and they reached out to me saying they wanted to talk about dating and disability and all these things, and I was so excited to bring this with them, to to bring the, to sorry, let me try again, I was so excited to have them on the show, they're really, really cool, they are somebody living with Down Syndrome, she is really, really cool, she's 23, she's in university, Right now, and she wants to get into public policy to ensure that people with disabilities are properly heard and supported, and she is really, really awesome. And so, we talk a lot about that, we talk a lot about Martha's experience with dating as somebody with Down Syndrome, and I felt kind of ashamed that Martha, not ashamed, well, I felt upset with myself that Martha was the first person with Down Syndrome on the show, I'm so happy she was the first one. But it made me realize some of my own ableism that I have to work through around people with intellectual disabilities, which is completely wrong. They're amazing, and I had some own self-work to do, but I was so excited to bring her on the show. We had such a fun and easy conversation about, well, we talked about everything, but my favorite part of the conversation, it was like sitting down with the best girlfriend and just gabbing about boys for an hour. We talked about dating and disability and rom-coms and so many different things and it was just a really really fun easy conversation with her she made it fun she was so outgoing and so um willing to talk about stuff and wants wants people to know that she loves her down syndrome she loves being disabled she loves supporting the community and she she also loves Zac Efron and she loves rom-coms and she loves the idea of a first hot kiss and it was so so fun to sit down with her and it really made me reconsider and think about some of my own internalized ableism as a disabled person um, when I talk with her. But it was so fun and so easy and breezy. And I think 
that when you hear the interview, you can see how confident she is in herself and in her disabilities and in who she is. And then she strives to just keep going and being herself. And I think that's a really powerful message. And you'll hear me say that throughout the show. But I just loved having her. And I loved sharing our chats with boys about her and all this stuff. I really, really hope you enjoy this one because I certainly enjoyed putting this together and interviewing Martha. So without further ado and enough of my rambling, here is my new friend, my new BFF, my new girl to gab about boys with, Martha Haythorn, on a brand new Disability After Dark. Martha Haythorn, hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm so happy to have you on the show today. It is a huge honor to be here. Thank you so much, Andrew. Oh, of course. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, So, I don't know much about you. I just saw that you meant you wanted to come on the show and I'm excited to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm a self-advocate. Um, I have a development disability. I have Down syndrome. I am 23 and will be a senior in college next year. Oh, that's cool. What are you studying in college? So I am studying uh, public policy. I really want to be in a big like social activist later on yeah. and work in D.C. for disability rights and um, civil rights in general and make a better and make a better society. Good for you. That's really that's admirable and it's hard work and like disability rights is not an easy thing to do. So I am so excited for you. And you know what? I was just realizing that you're the first person ever on the show with Down syndrome that's ever come on my show, which is amazing and cool. And so I think wow. that's awesome. Um, and I'm really, really excited to chat with you today. Um, you. So a lot of people have a ton of misconceptions about Down syndrome. There's a lot of crap that they believe about it that's not true. Can you share with us today your experience of, of being somebody with Down syndrome and how that affects your day-to-day life? Well, so I, I gotta admit, like, I love Down syndrome. I am really accepting about my, my disability. It yeah. is, things can be different for me, but I kind of, like, I keep driving. I want to, I, I know that, like, my life in general is, is uh, it can be different with the fine motor and the gross motor and the living independently. But even I don't go through all these obstacles, I know that I gotta keep living my life and I gotta live what matters the most to me and feel comfortable in myself. And so I continue on living the way that I am and knowing that I um, have everything it takes in me to keep on going no matter what, no matter how hard it is. I love that drive because I think that drive is something we, you know, it's hard for a lot of us with disabilities sometimes to have such a positive outlook. For me, I know for me, sometimes I get really down in the dumps and I get kind of depressed and I get a little bit shitty because it's hard sometimes. But to know that you're just like, I'm going to keep going and do my best and do my thing. I think that's really, um, I think that's really powerful because it just reminds us how important it is as disabled folks to, to be, to just do the thing. Yeah, no, I I definitely um, agree with you. I know that um, as individuals like me with various disabilities, you know, go through this. But I know that the more they really kind of kind of like let themselves live their life, they can see what is possible when they're ready. And I know one thing, even though it may not seem like the inside, it can be things are possible. That's right. And I think that's such an important message for the people listening, because I know so many people listening with disabilities sometimes feel like, oh, fuck, it's not possible. It is really hard. It's not working out the way that I want it to. And I'm, I think hearing that from another disabled person on the podcast, if you're listening right now and you hear that, that's it's such an important message for us to remember, that even though it may not look the way we want it to or may not happen exactly the way we want it to, the fact that we're able to do it is important. Oh yeah. Um. So 
when I sent in the form and I asked you what you want to talk about, one of the one of the big things you wanted to talk about right away was relationships. And so I'd love to hear from you, Martha, how how your well, just like what your experience is with relationships and how your disability plays a role in that. Well, so I have had experience with dating. I dated somebody else with Down syndrome, and I'm not going to like say his name. I'm going to respect the confidentiality, but it was at first really romantic. I'm not going to lie, and it did feel special, but there's also the value of being respectful and understanding how to respect, you know, young women with a disability in general. And he is still learning how to be um, a little more respectful and was still kind of not really always respecting me. So I had to um, eventually, it did take me a while to understand, but eventually I did. I put my foot down and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't be with someone. If you're not going to respect me, I can't do this. Well, I think that's really, I think that's, first of all, I'm glad that it was romantic at the beginning, but yeah. I'm also glad that, I'm also glad for you that you had the, you had the kind of smarts to know that it wasn't respectful for you and know that it didn't feel good for you and to leave that relationship for yourself. Because I think a lot of people with disabilities who are entering into relationships for the first time, you know, it can feel really great and they can be really excited and so they can let things happen that they may not really want to happen and so the fact that you had the the forethought to be like you know what I don't I don't feel respected I don't feel like I'm being treated properly I think that the fact that you left and knew that is really really good oh definitely I agree it was it was definitely one of the probably the hardest things I've ever done because I was actually really in love so I felt like that my heart was broken Still, still a little bit of that pain, but I keep on going and I'm going to be okay. I will be okay. And also, don't worry, you're 23. I'm, yeah, true. I'm much, much older than you. And I, trust me, you will have several other relationships in your life to, to where you'll feel a lot of different emotions. So don't worry. But I think, you know, people assume there, there's a big misconception with people with Down syndrome that they can't date or can't be in relationships. And like, you sharing that story blows that myth out of the water because clearly we know they can be. How do you feel? Like, how do people treat you when you say, like, I'm a, I'm a disabled person with Down syndrome and I'm dating? Do they, like, what do they, how do they, how do they treat that? Well, so far when I did start dating, like, everyone was actually really happy for me. And I remember my at my first high school dance, I was kind of wondering, like, what is it going to be like to be out there with someone with Down syndrome like, like me? But it was actually a really positive experience. Like, I remember when I was at the dance and I was doing my first kiss on the dance floor that night, I saw my friends smiling. They were so excited. And so when he... uh went to go get a drink. My friends came up with and they're like, oh my gosh, did my best friend just get kissed? And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> I think, well, I think, you know, it's so great to have supportive friends and it's so great to have, to know that, because a lot of people think like, oh, you know, you you having the disability you do, they think a lot of all these misconceptions around dating went downs and all this really wrong thing about dating and so the fact that you had friends that supported you and were there for you I think that's really important definitely um um what what it what so if you were to go on a date with somebody else right now what is your like your, your ideal first date thing my idea first kind of date is like I love go I, I do love going out, out to eat so I would definitely go to like a more like my last one in my dream first date in general is to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh my God, the Cheesecake Factory. I I mean, I mean, can we go on a friend date? I'll go with you to the Cheesecake Factory. That'd be great. I love it there. It's really <laughs> anything cheesecake related, I would totally do that. Um, Definitely. Like, I've gotten yeah, cheesecakes nice. before for my birthday, but never, like, actually had a real dinner there before. So to actually go in there with a the guy in a dress would be so cool. 
Amazing. What what's your if you like to dress up for your for a date with a guy, what kind of stuff do you what kind of dress would you want to wear? Well, I'd definitely a dress that would catch his eye. So I would probably go with like a nice dark red and um maybe like some nice black shoes with um a little bit of like mascara on to see if you can see oh, the capacity nice. of the beauty of my amazing face. I mean, you do have a very amazing face. So, like, of course, of course, you should accentuate that with mascara. Of course, I'd love that idea. Um, and so, what, like, if you were looking for an ideal date, what kind of date would you, what kind of guy would you look for? Definitely handsome, of course. Definitely handsome. And definitely um, handsome and respectful and loving and kind and supportive and honesty and integrity, smart, funny, positive, entertaining. Oh, so you want all the things. You want mm-hmm. all the things as you should have them. Um and what so you said you want a handsome guy. What kind what kind of guy is the handsomest guy for you? Oh my gosh, now that is so easy. It could be dark hair or blonde hair. I don't really mind. Dark hair or blonde hair with blue eyes, um, blue eyes, beautiful face structure, um, the cutest nose, the most beautiful smile on the planet. <laughs> you, my friend, Martha, you have high standards and I, I'm here for it so much. You're like the most beautiful smile. The best cheekbones, the greatest face. I love it. Because mm-hmm. you're just like me. We're both, we're, we and both have been being honest, and we can say this on the thing also, um, the fact that, and I, I hope it's okay if they say this, but definitely hot and sexy. <laughs> what, okay. And if you could tell me, what, what's, what do you think? What do you think about a guy who makes him hot and sexy? What's your, like, what's. Uh, the muscles, like how strong the muscles are. Seeing how strong the yeah. muscles are. You want, they... like, a really buff guy, a cut guy that goes to the gym all the time? It could be, yeah, it could be someone who is really strong and who's really good at, like, remembering to work out when he can and taking care of himself, doing what is right for him and having his own beliefs and things that matters to him. That is perfect. I like that. I like that. And I like that you would, you, just like you want respect, you would also respect his, his beliefs and his his wants too. That's great. Definitely. Um, now, you know, if if somebody was like, somebody was listening to you right now, and they're like, oh, I think Martha Dunn's kind of cute, but I've never dated somebody with Down <laughs> syndrome. Are there things that somebody who might have apprehensions and might have misconceptions about Down syndrome in their head, somebody dating with somebody with, a, with Down syndrome, like what do they, what would you want them to know about, about your disability that could help them be yeah. less nervous, be less, rela- well, be less. Even though like I am different and I do have Down syndrome that it's going to be totally worth it. If you ask me out, cause I can, I can kind of show you what it's like to be me and so yeah. that even though I'm different, that I still want to be able to have everything in life that everybody else gets. And I still want to be with that person. And hopefully um, I'll get that amazing beautiful day and that first amazing perfect kiss. What? Okay, let's talk about the perfect kiss because I love this. So, okay. so for me, when I kiss a guy, it's hard for me because I'm sitting in a chair. So usually they have to bend down for me. And they mm-hmm. have to do a lot of work, and I have to just kind of like be there with my lips. What for you, Martha? Is the can you define the perfect kiss? That's easy. It's, I usually like it when it's like uh, unexpected, like even if it's expected, that's great too. But if it's unexpected, like let's say I'm like just walking in there, and then he notices me, and he kind of walks over, and then he dips me, looks at me, brings me up in his arms. And he's just looking at me, comes forward, listen me gently, smiles, 
and kisses me with my eyes closed. And I open my eyes, and there he is. He says to me, I love you, Martha. Wow. (laughs) Well, guys listening, guys listening, that's the tall order. That's like that, you have that, you have that figured out down to the letter, Martha. You have that ready to go. Yes. yeah, you, you have that fantasy drink. Like, okay, all right. So, so another thing I want to ask you then: who's your who's your celebrity crush? Oh my gosh, yes! Oh, this is that that that's my favorite kind of question, right? My Amazing. biggest celebrity crush, if he even knows that I exist, which I hope he does. Um, my wow, I have so many, but my biggest one, I would have to say, is Zach. Efron. How did I know you? You know what's weird? I knew you were going to say Zac Efron, and I didn't even know you were going to say it, because I also have a giant crush on Zac Efron. I don't think he knows I exist either. Don't mm-hmm. worry. But, yeah, Zac Efron's pretty hot, and he does have he does have all of the features you're looking for. What, what did you say? You wanted a guy with a nice face, nice mm-hmm. smile. And also, Matthew Morrison. Oh, the Mr. Uh, Mr. Shu from Glee. Mm-hmm. Oh my um, gosh, he is every kind of handsome. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I don't know either. I don't know Zach or Matthew Morrison, um, but, but if someone who knows them is listening, Martha would love to say hello to either of you. Uh, oh yes, so, amazing. Um, no. Martha, you seem like you're pretty big on pop culture. Um, and I know there's a lot of, there's some, you know, I, I know there's the new Peter Pan coming out in a few months with someone with Down syndrome in it. It's, I think, wow, Peter. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw it the other day on, I think, Disney Plus's social media or something. Um, I'm wondering for you, Martha, when you watch media, do you want to see more people with Down syndrome on screen? Definitely, like, I think that'd be really cool in the media, like, seeing, like, people with Down syndrome, being able to be in a movie, being able to kind of have that uh, joy of doing a movie that they actually know the story really well, and then they get to be that character, they get to kind of be able to say, that was me, and they're like, whoa, this is cool. I mean, I could see you in a movie. I could see you, Martha, I could see you in a rom-com I could see you being like, you know, the girl in a new city that gets a new job and, and meets the guy in the street. I could totally see you in a rom-com. They, somebody should hire you and put you in a rom-com. No, I would definitely do it because I know one thing once out and people see it, they're like, oh gosh, wow, this woman really is definitely worth a romantic day any day. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, I think it would be so cool to see, for other people to see to see you on screen and to just have to have fun with it too, I think. Um, now, one of the things you mentioned in your questionnaire that about relationships, one of the things we talked about before we hit record was you wanted to talk about how do we make relationships safe for you. So, in order for you to feel safe on like a date or a relationship, what is some thing that somebody should know? Like respecting me physically, like don't like what's it. Like with the intimacy efforts, like really get to know me and take the time to, to learn from me, and then we can start dating. But don't worry about like the physicalness of it yet until we actually had that time. So you, so <laughs> it's so funny because because a minute ago you were like you were like oh yeah I want the guy to kiss me instead he loves me and then not, and then now you're like we so you you both want to go fast. But also take it slow at the same time. Well, I mean, at first, you know, like, yes, if we can date at first. And then, like, once you say, like, I mean, in the beginning, like, when you meet someone, you have to get to know them. And then when Billy starts dating, the kiss and the hugging comes in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about, like, the sex in particular. Like, don't yeah, rush yeah. the sex. No, no, no. And I don't think it should be rushed. I agree with you. I think it should, they should, we should take, you should take your time and get to know somebody, of course. What, so if you were to, to like, what is one thing that 
of the heart that Zac Efron or Matthew Morrison should know before they what what is like a cool thing about you you want to you wanted you would want to tell somebody on a date that I can sing oh yeah what kind of stuff do you sing well I love pop music and I love Broadway music so I love singing like Katy Perry or Taylor Swift or High School Musical I love all Katy Perry's awesome. Taylor Swift is awesome. I've been Definitely. listening to I've been listening to uh what's what's her new song? I forget it now, but I listen to it on repeat, you know, the new one about oh yeah. anti-hero. Over anti-hero, over over I love that song. It's so good. I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Great. Over and over and over again. Um, I still play it on my Spotify account. I know my Spotify is like, Andrew, you're listening to Taylor Swift too much. Listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what kind of Broadway stuff do you like? Oh my gosh. So, I love musicals. Um, I have favorites. Ray Miserable is one of my top favorites. Yeah. And then I, I love, love, I love Wicked, Wicked, Hairspray. I love The Lion King. Did you know I have I have a cool tidbit about the Lion King? Did you know that my dad was in the Toronto production of the Lion King twenty years ago? Wow, that is so cool! So we used to go see the Lion King in Toronto all the time. But I love Hairspray. I've not seen Wicked yet, but I know all about it, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Um, I was gonna say the other one is the Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah, and it just closed on Broadway like the other day, right? When, when, I know. Like, I'm so sad. Me too. I was really mm-hmm. upset because that was my favorite musical as a kid. I used to go, I, I again, I used to go in Toronto all the time to see to see that show. I love it. Um, do you think... The only time I saw it was when I was 12 in New York. And so I regret that the fact that my only first time seeing it on stage and the only thing that I had now is the movie in the soundtracks. Wow! So you did you go on? Did you go to like Broadway? Yeah, I went to New York um, when I was twelve for the first time with my family for my parents' wedding anniversary. Oh, nice! Now that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never. I have what I would give to go on Broadway and do that. That wow! That's yeah, it was worth it. I go. I go back. Well, if ever you want to, you want somebody to fangirl with you on Broadway, I'll I'll, I'll be right there with you. Um, Definitely. Um. So we talked a minute ago about how you want to go to DC and you want to do disability rights, and that's the yeah. kind of stuff that you want to do, which I think mm-hmm. is so admirable. What kind of, um, what kind of policies and rights do you want to see for disabled people, particularly people with yeah. your disability that we don't see right now? Definitely healthcare and education. I know that is like a really big deal. And um, affordable housing, that also affects the, the, the community-based uh, population and getting better, like, waivers for people with disabilities to live in the community and yeah, to yeah. end those wait lists. Yeah, I think the wait list for, before I moved into where I'm living, the wait list for me was about 15 years and I just was lucky to get a spot earlier, but it was about 15 years to wait for a spot. And I think it's really a shame that we need to wait so long for affordable housing. And I think having somebody like you working on public policy is really important because so many people that do disability policy are not disabled, don't have the lived mm-hmm. experience. So having somebody like you in a position like that in DC would be so valuable. Definitely. Um, and I think, you know, again, you being in a, you being a public facing figure like that in DC would shatter again, the mythology of the mythology that people have around Down syndrome and all of the misconceptions they believe having you being front and center being like, I'm working on this to change the world for people like, like yourself and people with disabilities. I just think it's really valuable because I think that unfortunately, when we think of people with Downs, we have all of these inappropriate beliefs and I think you being a public facing figure in DC doing that and wanting to do that is so so it's just really cool and as somebody who also does 
disability justice. Like, I think it's so valuable. Definitely. And the other part of it, like I was talking about, like, healthcare, education, women's yeah. rights, and um, LGBTQ. Yeah. Well, I think having you at the front and center of all those things, I want that for you a lot. I think, you know, when I was 23, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the fact that you know this is your path, I think that's so important. And I listen, if ever you need somebody to vote for you or like do things for you, I will, I'll be right there. I'll be the first one to be like, hey, cool. Oh, um, yeah. What <laughs> other thing did you, what other stuff do you want, did you want to share today? I was going to also say one of my big things being here in college right now is that I also know the, um, one of the big things that they did with Down syndrome or any disabilities that they say that to me, like, it would be harder for you to get a college degree. And when I hear that, like, it makes me really, really upset and kind of like, um, really, really more abandoned inside. Because I know that I learned differently, and that I work differently, but I don't think it's a chance that, that I know a lot of things and I have yeah. studied a lot of things and I really take it seriously. Then I think with that, I can. And he was saying that, like, there weren't many graduate programs, there weren't many resources, but I feel like there, there, there are, and there's not being given them. And I really, really do, like, I want to be given them. I want a degree, and I don't want someone telling me that I can't. Not only do you want it, you deserve it, as anyone deserves it. You deserve those resources. What school do you go to again? I go to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. So, hey, Martha's school people, if you're listening, uh, what Martha said is just now is super important. You should totally consider helping her get the resources that she needs to get the degree she's working on. Um, don't be losers and put resources in for disabled folks to to do what they need to have the education they want. And Martha can help you do that. So maybe you should hire Martha as a consultant in the school to make sure that those resources are there. Folks, just putting it out there. If you're listening, if you're listening, do that. <laughs> but I, I, I agree with you. Now, as somebody with Down syndrome, what kind of resources for education do you think that they that you would want or need that they don't have right now? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Sorry, the question was, what kind of resources do you wish they had for you that they're not offering or that they don't? Well, I mean, they do have great resources. In the program that I have, Excel, they do have great things here. They offer mentors to, to help the students, which is amazing. Um, the only thing that I would like to see that is better is, like, being happier in the dining halls, like, I don't have to get options because for people with disabilities, I'm sure that you're probably aware that we tend to eat on impulse and because of yeah. that, it can make it harder. And so I have to work a little bit harder than I want to, but I'm doing the best I can. I think that's awesome. And are you, so do you live, you live in the dorms then? I do. I'm living in an on-campus apartment right now, which I love, and I'm living with two roommates without a disability. And I also love that because they're going to kind of be around me and communicate with me. And they've been doing a really good job, and I really appreciate it. Nice. That's awesome. Was it difficult for, like, was it difficult for you to kind of move away from home and go to go on campus do all this stuff or were you excited to get the hell out of your home and be but, on your own? I mean like the first night it was kinda of nerve wracking but then after the first night I was like, oh yeah, it's easy. It's gonna be fun. I mean they're at home, I'm here, I get my own freedom, my own routine. Everything's gonna be great. I get to, I get to be me. Ah, right, let's go and have some fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I remember when I was on campus, how excited I was to to be on my own and doing it. But also, I remember, too, like, I was worried about the accommodations and worried about like, what my needs would be and all that stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I can't let Steve be the same way too, because like with the housing, it's okay, but it's kind of frustrating with the accommodations. They do have like an office of disability services here, and they're helping me so that I can stay in a particular room in the same apartment that they have it now, but it is taking some steps still, but I'm just trying to keep my cool and my patients. Yeah, I know I know working with the disability offices can be a struggle because, you know, they're doing their best, but they don't always understand exactly how your needs affect you. And so, especially like when you're 23, you don't want to worry about all that stuff. You want to go and have fun and be be a student on campus and do your thing. And like I can I remember having to deal with the disability office in my school. They were great and they were awesome, but it was it did get tiring when you're like, I want to go to be with my friends and I have to deal with this crap instead. Yeah, um, I mean, but even though I deal with all of that, like, I wouldn't choose, like, to, to take away the device that I have right now. Like, this is my life. God did, God did give me Down syndrome for a reason and I always remind myself that and I always remind myself and the God that I, I always say to myself, hey, God, if you want me to have Down syndrome, I will have Down syndrome. I'm going to face whatever is hard. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to love it. But if you want me to live this life, I'm not going to trade it for any other life. I'm still going to live this life. Even if they have barriers, I'm going to live this life no matter what. Just let me have a life. I think that's such, again, I think that's such a powerful statement because, you know, a lot of people think that some disabled people shouldn't live and shouldn't be allowed to thrive and shouldn't enjoy themselves. And the fact that you've, what I love about your energy is that you're so happy to just be living the life you have. And I think that's Mm -hmm. such a powerful reminder for all of us to just be, to just do our best. And I think the fact that you're doing that and you like, you don't give any socks you're just like i'm doing my thing and i'm having a great time and i'm enjoying myself that's powerful yeah and i what i take away from what you're telling what you're saying is like it's gonna be shitty sometimes but you're mm-hmm. gonna deal with it that's okay and i know that the other thing is that people do you have they're all missed people with down syndrome are always happy now i understand when you first see someone like me that is the case but in reality, people with Down syndrome can feel a wide range of emotions. They can feel happy, sad, frustrated, but they still live their life and they still will face those emotions. But I can get like the first impression, like that is easy to think of, that we're happy. But if you really get to know us, we experience every single emotion, just like everybody else. Yeah, and I think, and thank you for for that reminder i think there is a misconception that people with dance syndrome are always happy and so they're allowed to get pissed off they're allowed to be sad they're allowed to be frustrated they're allowed to have all those emotions and i think we have to definitely remember that because i do think that you're right that there is a huge misconception that you have to be happy all the time and i can imagine for you that's really frustrating when everybody thinks that like you're happy now i know for me sometimes with my disability because they see my wheelchair People will come up to me in the street and talk like really slow to me and be like, hi, Andrew, how are you today? Do they, mm-hmm. is there anything you experienced? Like, so some of the things that I experienced in my life when I'm out in the public sometimes, they see me, so I'm four foot eight and I'm short. And um, some people would say, hi, cutie. Or, hey, how you doing today, baby? And they'll be like, well, why are you calling me that? Like, I'm yeah, like, still, ew. But, Excuse me? Yeah, like, it feels weird. It feels, like, it feels horribly inappropriate and not fair mm-hmm. to you. Like, you're still a person. Like, it's really, it's really weird sometimes how, they, how the, they'll treat you when they, when they notice a difference and they think, like, again, calling you cutie feels really <sighs> kind of gross because, like, you're a grown person. Yes, you're short. Yes, you're a short queen. But you're still, you know, you're still, they shouldn't call you that. It's weird. It's weird. Um, um, okay, so we talked about rom-coms a while back. So I want to ask you again, 
What's your favorite romantic comedy? Out oh there right my now? gosh. Now, this is, now, I, now, I gotta admit, out of all movie genres in general, my favorite are romantic comedies. And I would say. How did I know? How did I know that already? I knew. <laughs> my favorite rom com would have to be Nicholas Sparks. Oh, you know, so like, wait, is it, he's, he's the author, right? So anything, anything like, anything he did, I'm trying but, to think I of mean, that one. My one. top favorite one is the last song. Oh, yeah. Didn't that mm-hmm. have Zach Efron? And then the other one is um, The Notebook. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love that you... movie. It's so romantic. Who doesn't want to see Ryan Gosling on a boat with a beard tell you that he oh. loves you over and over again? <laughs> you're you're getting goosebumps and excited already. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryan Gosling or Ryan Gosling's people, if you're listening, we both want to go on a date with you. So uh, call us. Um, yeah, but like I said, was saying earlier, I could totally see you in a rom com. I could totally see you doing a romantic comedy. I could see you on Broadway in a romantic comedy play. You should totally, you should, you should sign up. You should see if they could like take you. Broadway, get on it with Martha. Mm hmm. That's Um, right. Have you, now, I know there's a big drag company out of the UK called Drag Syndrome. They do, they have Down Syndrome performers with who do, and they do drag. Have you heard of them? No, did you my first time actually hearing about that? That's really cool. Oh no, I, they do, they do like drag shows, and they have a whole bunch of people around the UK. They go around, and they do drag. Oh wow! I think it's so cool, and I definitely think I will definitely send you a link to them because it's something you should. They're really awesome. Um, Sweet. So we talked about rom coms. We talked about relationships. We've talked about your public policy stuff and making sure your university is more accessible for you. Was there anything else that you wanted to share today? Well, just to, this is a really cool um, honor. I, mean, I love talking about romantic comedies and about like my life and advocating for everyone with Down syndrome and people with disabilities. Like being, I love being able to talk. I'm sure that you probably already noticed from talking with me that I'm really social. I'm not afraid to talk. I well, I figured that out right away. I figured that out. <laughs> the minute we pressed record, I was like, "Oh, cool! Well, I'm wearing to this. We're doing it." Um, I'm really. I, 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 I love doing things like this. Like the fact that um, you do podcasts. Like I uh, am trying to still kind of get more into like listening to them because I want to be able to like continue on doing things like this, telling my story advocating for everybody else with disabilities, speaking out. Like, I'm so comfortable with doing it that it just comes naturally. So I'm not really scared to be that big voice for people like me. I know a bunch of other disability podcasts that I'll send to you in an email that you should definitely, there's some friends who do some, who do other podcasts that I'll connect you to. That sounds great. I really appreciate that. Because I think you would be a great, fun, like, fun voice to have for an hour and just talk about stuff. And I think you're so sociable and so, like, bubbly that any podcast about disability or dating would love to have you. Definitely. And really, I think you should start your own podcast about romantic comedies. I would listen to that. I, oh, I would, would listen that to that. Fun. Um. Martha, I have no more questions for you. Um, this was so fun to have you on today. Thank you so much, Andrew. Of course. Now, I want to make sure that all the people can get a hold of you. How can they can they follow you on social media anywhere? How do they get yeah, a hold of you? Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's called Mondays with Martha. Okay. I'll make sure that that's in the show notes for today. And right. everybody listening. Go follow Martha on social media as soon as we're done because she's awesome and this has been so fun and it's such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much.
Of course, Martha. And I'd love to have you back sometime. We should, you know what you should do? I'm going to say right now, I'd love to have you back in a couple months to do, to review a rom-com with me. We should do that. Okay, that'd be fun. Yeah, we should totally review like a disability rom-com or something. Cool. Yeah, I'm down for it. All right, Martha, thank you so much for being on Disability After Dark today. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks, Martha. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm, of course, your delectable daddy host, Andrew Gerza. Thank you so much for being here and shining a light on these stories with me. Thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can go to www.andrewgerza.com. Anytime, all my links are there. If you want to support the show in any way, we, you can leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark, and that will give you access to the show one day early, completely ad-free, for as little as $1 a month or $5 a month or more if that works for your budget. Also, there are yearly amounts available there, so if you wanted to do that, that would be great. If you're able to, I would appreciate it. If you want to be a guest on the show, please email me directly at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com or andrew at andrewgerza.com. I would love to have you and shine a light on your story. Thank you so much for listening to these episodes and supporting disability content by listening to Disability After Dark. And we will see you for our next episode in two weeks. Thanks, friends. Talk to you soon. Bye! Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple & Co. Productions and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, Please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Crippling Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2023.